Who are you? Who are you? Are you a woman of God? Are you a man of God that has made up your mind? That come hell or high water, I am standing on the word of God even when I am rejected and folks make light of me and fun of me and call me names, I am who I am by the grace of God. I am a child of God. What we do, are you listening? What we do flows from who we are. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can't hide who and what you are. It's going to show. It's going to come out. What we do flows from who we are. The first Christians worship God as a community conforming to the character of Christ rather than to Caesar. And many of them died because of their faith. And some were, were thrown in jail and some were fed to lions. Some were crucified. Some were boiled in oil. Some were put in the Colosseum to be uh, a public display. They were tortured. They were ridiculed. They were chased from their homes and from their families. But they refused to conform to Caesar because they were Christians, followers of Christ. Rather than conform to the ideas of the day, rather than giving in to that pressure, they said, I'd rather die than switch. <laughs> and many of them did. Their goal wasn't to turn the first century world upside down. That wasn't what they were striving to do, but they did because of who they were. I want you to understand, you cannot help but impact the world around you if you are a genuine child of God walking, living out his word, you can't help but impact the world. You are the sons and daughters of God. Who are you? You are the sons and daughters of God. You're more than a conqueror. You're a living sacrifice. Living your life, giving up some of your desires and some of your dreams to follow his desire and his dream and his vision. Your living sacrifices. You are the priority and the love of God. <clears throat> you are. Everyone sitting in this room, you are the love and the priority of God. Isn't that amazing? Because of who they were, they experienced, I'm talking about the early church, because of who they were, they experienced amazing success. Amazing success. The Bible gives us an account of how that people 
multitudes of people were being saved and people were being added to the church every day and folks were coming to Christ and and on the day of Pentecost there were there were people there from everywhere and there were there were 3000 folks saved on that day and most of them wasn't from Jerusalem and so they took the gospel out of Jerusalem into their cities and into their towns and into their village and literally the world was turned upside down with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because of who they were, they experienced amazing success, but also suffered persecution. They endured hatred and rejection. And many were killed. They were followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything. It'll change your focus. It'll change your outlook. It'll change your spirit. It'll change your demeanor. It'll, it'll change your position in life. I've had the opportunity to spend some time with Paul since his uh, uh, conversion, his salvation. Not the Apostle Paul, Paul Clark. Paul, Paul has testified to me again and again and again about how Jesus has changed his life and how Jesus is changing his life. From having no reason to live, every reason to live, from not enjoying any day to enjoying every day, to not having any peace and any hope, but having joy, peace, and hope. Jesus changes everything. Who are you? 2 Corinthians 5.17 This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Anybody experienced a new life in Christ? About three or four, I'm going to ask you again. Has anybody experienced a new life in Christ? Did he change some things? Has life become better? Are you walking in victory rather than defeat? Are you walking in peace rather than chaos? I am telling you, Jesus will change everything, including who you are. Who are you? We're living in a time like no other. People are being pressured to conform to a new way of thinking and living. We're being asked to accept and embrace things that God calls an abomination. We're being asked to embrace things that God said that never even entered my mind. I don't have time to go there, but there's some things that God said that, that even churches are embracing today. God said that never even entered my mind. I never even thought that. Unfortunately, many church denominations along with their members have bought into a lifestyle that's totally contrary to God's word. But let me tell you, the Word of God never changes, never changes, never 
changes ever. It's not that we never, it's not that we ever want to be mean. It's not that, listen, Jesus called us to be the light of the world, not the hammer of the world. Jesus called us to be the light of the world. Jesus called us to love the world in the same way that he loves us. But he never called us, oh God, don't misunderstand me and don't get mad at me, but he didn't call us to go out into the highways and the streets and yell and scream and act like heathens. He didn't call us to do that. He called us to be light. He called us to love. He called us to build relationship with those who have not yet come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, if people can come to the knowledge of the truth, they'll change the way they think and their lives will be changed when they meet Jesus and will never be able to do that. If we're the hammer, if we're mean-spirited, if we have a spirit of condemnation, and we just down on folks and critical and ugly, and but we'll never be able to, uh, neither will we ever be able to minister to the world around us if we conform to the ways of the world. So we have to understand who we are, God called us to be. It is difficult. Let me, let me just be honest with you. Some, some days it's difficult for me not to uh, uh, put things on Facebook. If, if you're on Facebook, you notice you don't see any posts from me. I'm smarter than that. If I can't get on there and say something extremely positive, then I ain't going to say nothing. And I would love to make all kinds of political comments, but I do not. I would love to make all kinds of comments about lifestyles that people are living but I don't God called me to be light God called me to love God called me to serve who am I I am also a servant of the most high God I am a messenger boy to declare his truth and his way to the world I am underneath his authority and so I should submit to who I am in him and I am his servant he didn't call me to do anything else except to say what he said to do what he does and what does he do he always loves. He always serves. He always reigns on the just. He always sends the rain on the just and the unjust. And he always declares what is true. Hebrews, the 13th chapter, verses 6 through 9. I know you've gotten used to me always having my notes up here. Some weeks I'll do that. Some weeks I won't. It's a lot easier for y'all. You don't have any work when the scripture's up on the front screen. So I, and since I don't see anybody looking for the scriptures, I will read it and hope you can uh, get it. <laughs> Hebrews 13, say, listen, I'm as bad as anybody in the world. We have become very dependent 
on somebody else to do it for us. <clears throat> Hebrews 13, 6 through 9, so we can say with confidence, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Remember your leaders who taught you the Word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, do not, are you listening, do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Jesus Christ, the same when? So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Matthew 24, 35, Jesus said, say Jesus said. Heaven and earth will disappear, pass away, if you're looking at King James. But my words will never disappear. My words will never pass away. My word will stand forever. Who are you going to trust? What are you going to stand on? I'm going to stand on what representative such and such is saying. I'm going to I'm going to trust I'm going to trust Donald Trump. I'm going to trust Joe Biden. I'm going to trust what? I'm going to trust the word of God. <laughs> Let God be true. And every man a liar. As much as I love you, you might tell me something that's not true. And you might even tell me something that's not true, thinking it is the truth. But I know I can trust what God said. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who are you? Have you made a determination? Have you made a determination that I will not be moved or swayed by my family, my friends, or the culture around me? I will not be moved. I hear shouldn't say that. I will anyway. I hear folks say all kinds of ugly things. Why do you do that? Well, everybody else does. That's a stupid reason to do something because everybody else does. Everybody else is. So, so I guess. So I guess everybody else is going. 
uh, over uh, in debt, head over heels that they can't afford, I guess you're going to do that too because everybody else has done it. I guess, I guess, I guess if your friend, better quit. Just stop. Just quit. Have you made a determined? determination, I am not going to be moved by what my family does, what my friends do, what the culture around me is doing. I am determined on the, to stand on the word of God that never changes. Who are you? Are you somebody's puppet? Are you the world's puppet? Are you, are you programmed by the world to do what they do? Or are you being molded and shaped by God in heaven? Is it your goal to please the world or is it your goal to please God? Is it your goal to go with the world to hell or is it your goal to go to heaven with Jesus? Who are you? Are you prepared to be rejected and even hated for loving God and living out the truth? Because Jesus said, world hates me and they'll hate you because of me. The world hates me and the world will hate you. They will not accept you. They will not embrace you because you are mine. And they don't like me because of what I stand for and what I declare. They do not like my message and so they will not embrace your message. And it is still a message that we live out in love. Do you hear me? It's a message we live out in love. Are you prepared for being rejected and hated for loving God and living out the truth? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me world behind me, the cross before me. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. I've decided to follow Jesus, the only way, the only truth, and the only life. My time here is short. I have a limited number of days left. This life, listen closely to me, this life is futility without hope of eternity. Can I, can I say that again? Can I repeat that again? This life is futility without the hope of eternity. Eternity in the presence of God, in all of His glory, is my aim. Eternity in the presence of God in all of His glory 
I hope is your aim. Because otherwise life is futile, empty, and pointless. It is headed nowhere. So that's the reason why it's important to talk about eternity. That's the reason it's important to talk about heaven. We're only going to be here for a very short time. And yet our soul will live on throughout the eternal ages somewhere. Listen to this, Proverbs 14, 12. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13 and 14, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The high way to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way but the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it Jesus never declared it'd be easy Jesus never declared that the world would love us Jesus never declared that we would be accepted by those around us he never said that. In fact, many times he said just the opposite of that. And he wants you to know that even though it's a narrow way and sometimes it's difficult, but yet it's the only way. And yet it is worth everything that we'll ever go through in this life to stand for God, not waver and not cave in. Matthew 10, 22 says in, all, all nations will hate you because you're my followers. Jesus said, nations will hate you because you're my followers, but everyone who endures to the end shall be saved. Anybody in here going to endure? Who are you? I am a child of God. Sold out. Committed. We've been appointed for this time. God has strategically placed us. I was praying in the shower yesterday morning. And God gave me this line. And I had to stop praying so I wouldn't forget it. So I could, so I could get it. You, you'll understand when you're as old as I am. So I just kept repeating it over and over and over again. God has strategically placed us to be the visible manifestation of His grace, His mercy, His hope, His healing, and His love in this world. That's who you are. Who are we? We're part of God's divine plan to declare salvation and hope to a lost and dying world. It does matter who we are. I often tell people to stop talking. Amen. I do. I often tell people to stop talking and show me by your actions who you are. Words don't mean much of anything to me, so just stop talking and show me. We need to talk, stop, we need to stop talking and telling people we're Christians, and we need to show the world we're following Christ. 
Who are you? I hope you're declaring, I am faithful, dedicated. I am sold out. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Whatever happens, I am determined to be a bright light in a dark world. Ladies, before I close today, let me talk to you mothers, let me talk to you grandmothers, great-grandmothers. Let me talk to you. I was greatly blessed to have a great-grandmother and a grandma who never wavered in their faith and their walk with Jesus. I can see in my mind today my grandmother doing a little dance over there on that side, about the third seat back where Sam set him. Woo, I get my voice, I, I lost the high part of my voice years ago. And I, I can't do it. She'd do a little woo, and she'd just start laughing and dancing. Right there, right there where Sam's at. She'd dance all over him. Grandma prayed for me when I was a puny, skinny, sickly little boy, and she prayed for me, and God healed me. And she, you've heard me say this, God put some fat on his bones. And long story short, I've been on diets for years. <laughs> I was wonderfully blessed with a mother who just left this world just a few months ago back in December. I was wonderfully blessed with a mother who loved Jesus and showed it every day by the way she lived, loved, and served. My mama was a godly woman. She's like any other woman. She wasn't perfect. She's a little negative, maybe a lot negative. <laughs> she could always see the, the half-empty glass versus the half-full glass. But my mama, she's always a child of God, always served the Lord, always faithful to Him. Never heard a bad word come out of my mama's lips. Never heard a bad word come out of grandma's lips. Never heard one bad word come out of my great-grandma's lips. Never. I'm also grateful that I had a mother who lived a life that honored God. And she taught me by word and deed to love Jesus. She taught me by word and deed to love Jesus. At nighttime when I was a little boy, before I go to bed, she'd get my, I still got that, I've still got that Bible storybook, by the way. She would get out my Bible storybook and she would read me a story out of the Bible story book. My mama lived it. She walked it. I'm sure glad she did. I said, I'm sure glad she did. I'm sure grandma, I'm sure thankful grandma did. I'm sure thankful the great grandma did. Because I look at the results of that in our family. 
It's amazing. It's amazing what happens in families and in the lives of people when we know who we are in Jesus and what we need to do, how we need to do it. It is impossible to have a godly nation or community without godly mothers. Do you hear me? It's impossible to have a godly nation or a godly community without godly mothers. I want to encourage every mother, every grandmother, every great-grandmother, and every potential mother to grab hold of Jesus and never let go. Grab hold of Jesus and never let go. What's important what's important to you will be important to them. What matters to you will matter to them. Children may wander away, they may stray away, they may be a prodigal. They will never forget what matters to you. They ne will never forget what's priority for you. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? I am, I'm, they're going to remember, it's going to be ingrained to them, ingrained into them, what your priorities were. Because what you do see I wish I could remember that statement who you are flows from no what you do flows from who you are I didn't think I was going to be able to recall that what you do flows from who you are you see we are training our children by what we do. We're training our grandchildren by what we do. We're teaching them. By what we do, we're teaching them. Teaching them what matters. What's important. What the greatest priorities in life are. We're either teaching them that God is the greatest priority, the most important thing in the world, or we're teaching them that the world and the things in the world matters more than He does. And somewhere down the long, somewhere along the line, He is there, but He needs to be first place and foremost. And if we don't teach that, they will never know that. They cannot know that. They only know what they're taught. So they only know what they're taught. Because I come with a determination to encourage mamas. I do want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to be godly mothers. Above everything else, it doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you have stuff. It doesn't matter if you're fun mama. What matters is if you're a godly mama godly grandma. That's what matters. Doesn't matter if you're a friend, mom. I get so tired of hearing, oh God, don't say it. 
I get so, I just want to be their friend. I just want to be their friend. You need to be their mama. Oh, God, help me. I just let me finish. I want to encourage every mother and potential mother to grab a hold of Jesus and never let go. I want to encourage mothers to fall in love with God's Word. You say, well, I, I don't read it much anymore because we, we had a lot of it when I was younger, and, and I pretty much know it. Let me tell you, 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 you don't even know what you've forgotten. It's like watching Andy Griffith. I've watched them shows again and again and again. And there's, a, and there's sometimes I say, I don't remember that. <clears throat> we need a constant reminder of what God said and what He wants and what He desires. Because if we don't have it, We'll forget and do something different. Oh, and by the way, we've come together today, but this is this is not your time to get your Bible study. That happens on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays, Saturdays. <clears throat> You about done yet? Yep, I am. <laughs> I want to implore mothers to be steadfast and unmovable, pounding, abounding, abounding in the work of the Lord. I want to implore mothers to be steadfast and unmovable in the truth of God's Word. Begging you to teach your children the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Applaud them. I, I, I ask you to encourage your children by applauding them for doing what is right. But reprimand them when they're doing what is wrong. Never applaud evil. Mama, by all means, take a stand for the sake of eternity. Mama, by all means, take a stand for eternity. That's what we're talking about. Some of us great-grandparents won't be around too much longer. Just a little while. But I hope while I'm here that I will still, I'm grateful that, oh, I'm so glad that, 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 that Cooper has Pastor Steve for a grandpa and, and, and Chad for a grandpa. I'm, I'm so grateful that he has Dylan and Tori for a father and mother. But while I'm here, it is my goal to influence the life of that young boy to love Jesus. 
because eternity is coming for Cooper just as sure as it's coming for me and you. Eternity is coming for those cute little boys and those cute little girls. Eternity is coming for them. And they will spend eternity in the presence of God or in the fires of hell. This is serious stuff. It's the most serious stuff. It's the thing that matters the most. There is nothing that matters more than eternity. There is nothing that matters more than us training them up in the way they should go. There is nothing that matters more than us setting the example, being the light of the world, a city set on a hill so all of our family can see. Nothing more important. The eternity, Mama, listen, Daddy, listen. The eternity of your children and grandchildren will be impacted by who you are. I can stand here and tell you desire of my flesh is in Tennessee. I, I, am, I am not kidding you. The desire of my flesh but the desire of my heart and the will of God is for me to continue to be the patriarch of my family, to lead and guide and teach. That's the will of God. I don't always get to do what I want to do because I'm compelled by a power greater than myself. I don't always get to do what I want to do because I'm under the authority and I have promised that I would submit to that authority, the authority of God, the authority of His Word, the authority of His will. God, what do you want me to do? I know what I want to do. I know where I want to go. I know where I want to spend my time. What do you want? Embrace it. 